Hey everyone, welcome back to the Garden State of Hockey podcast. We're back after a weekend again. We last left you uh, when the Devils had just beaten the Washington Capitals in a shootout last week, and they were moving on to take on the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal. Um, The stakes have definitely changed, I'd say, for this season, John. What would you say in terms of where the Devils land in the Metropolitan Division? Well, Dan, I'm happy to say that first place is possible. Not third place, not a wild card spot. It's going to be first or second. That's yep. the stakes. Love it. Love it. And for a brief time, the Devils were tied in points after they beat Carolina. But let's start in Montreal as the Devils uh, took on a Canadians team that was, um, you know, vastly inferior in every single way. Uh, and yet it wasn't all that lopsided. No. Uh, the one thing that you have to give the Montreal Canadiens credit for is, remember, the last time the Devils played the Canadiens, Sam Montembal played a fantastic game, and the Devils forgot to cover their weak side for three out of four goals against and lost that game 5-2. to two. Uh, Despite the many, many, many injuries of the Montreal Canadiens, um, head coach Martin St. Louis has made his charges work their tails off, and you got to see quite a bit of that in this contest on Saturday night uh, in Montreal, where the Devils went in and I would say won a close game that they had a good first period. They, they scored a goal within the first 10 minutes from Nate Bastion um, assisted by miles wood. And then towards the end of the period, he sure uh, pot a nice one as well. And the devils were up to nothing and things were looking pretty comfortable. And then really in the second period, they didn't do much with it uh, except allow a late goal as usual. Well, to be fair, the Devils did put 16 shots on Jake Allen. Uh, Jake Allen stepped up his game after the first period. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Damon Severson. Damon Severson and your catastrophic tendencies. Horrible turnover of the puck in his own corner to Rem Pitlick. Pitlick fires it to a wide-open Denis Gurianov. It's 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't fault Akira Schmid, who got the start for this game for that one. Uh, you can't even fault most of the defense. This was straight up. Severson made a big mistake. And the Devils paid for it. And then you got to enjoy, quote unquote, enjoy a tightly played third period. But the Devils, uh, shortly after Montreal hit the crossbar with the extra skater, puck comes out. Dougie plays it out to Nico. Nico plays it up to Thomas Tatar. And Tatar puts it in. ENG. Devils get the 3-1 win. And everyone exhales. Exactly. No, no drama. No games going to extra time. No blown leads. Devils did not yep. lose the lead in this game for the first time. Um, did they blow the lead in the Washington game? He asks out loud. Technically, yes, they did. So for the first time in three games, the Devils didn't blow the lead. You love to see it, but not as much as what you love to see on Sunday night. Dan, yep. set the stage. The stakes were extremely high for this game. Um, As we mentioned, to start the program here, the Devils were in a position to compete for first in the Metropolitan Division and compete they did as they still remain a game uh, ahead of Carolina in terms of games played um, as they do currently on the schedule. But they were facing the Hurricanes and the Devils uh, sent a message. They really just played a game that was... I, I don't even know how else to describe it except poetic. It, it was something that um, it, you could have only dreamed of that kind of result against this team with these stakes to prove to the league that the Devils are a true contender. I don't know That's how true. else to put it. Yeah. So Carolina, they were 
they're in the driver's seat, you know, they're, and they're still in the driver's seat today. Um, but they lost to Las Vegas. They got shut out by Las Vegas four to nothing. Mm-hmm. They come to New Jersey, a team that Carolina has handled pretty well in two games, and the Devils came back to beat them in another game. Um, oh, and going Devils, into this game, I want to say, uh, let's also forgot to set this scene, John. I'm sorry about this. Mm. Um, forgot to say that the Devils, you know, Hughes had not been playing up to the same. Uh, I mean, he's still getting a point a game, so it's a ridiculous standard we've set for him, but he. Hadn't quite been up to the same level he was pre-injury, obviously. Uh, Jesper mm-hmm. Bratt had been relatively quiet going into it. People were speculating uh, whether or not Timo Meyer is a fit without having practiced with the team more than once. So, um, you know, all of that was conversation going into this game. And for Vitek Vanacek especially, he has not had a good run recently. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about yesterday's game, but in this game, at least this was a weird situation for a get right game. And yet that's exactly what it was for the most important people. Exactly. The people who matter all around the world got to enjoy Jack Hughes scoring his first goal since coming back from injury, a beautiful uh, steal, a steal, Dan uh, from Calvin DeHaan slides it through Pitor Kachekov's uh, five hole. It's one, nothing. And then a couple minutes later, um, Jack Hughes sets up Mr. Bratt for his first goal in six games, also through Kachekov's five-hole, mm-hmm. up to nothing. And then the Devils are pounding the rock. And then early in the second period, a dump-in of all things, Kachekov goes out to play it, but misreads it as the puck is just going to head out into the trapezoid. So he he basically fumbles it to Jack Hughes' pressure. Yep. And Hughes attempts at, it, attempts at it against the sprawled-out uh, Kachetkov, Brady Shea decided I'm going to fall backwards onto my goaltender instead of staying in the crease. Um, <laughs> and Jesper Bratt takes two whacks at it and the second one goes in. Uh, a total a total comedy of errors for Carolina. And more importantly, put the Devils up three to nothing. And Vitek Vanacek then controlled the game from then on. Because uh, mm-hmm. Carolina, you know, they're the best, one of the best, if not the best five on five team in hockey. Statistically, they outshoot teams dramatically they take shots from pretty much anywhere they want and oftentimes from anywhere and you know Vanacek made saves on two-on-ones he made saves in point blank situations he made saves uh through traffic he made saves uh from angles he made save after save after save after save at not once did he need the post to help him not once did he need the defender to clear it off the line Vanacek was perfect and what I am going to say Dan is the second most goalied performance. Like, you know how we mm-hmm. say that the Devils get goalied? Well, this time Vanacek goalied Carolina. Yeah. For the W, for the biggest, for the se- the second biggest goalieing that they've done this season. Well, and let's also Devils... say that the, not to discredit the Devils' ability to suppress shots and suppress high danger shots too. Uh, Vanacek did do well, but the Devils did well to keep Carolina out of mostly yes. good opportunities they they mostly controlled the pace of the game in the third period they were more than willing to just kind of let them shoot from wherever because they were comfortable letting Vanacek handle it he he seemed pretty locked in from the jump and the devils weren't letting carolina get too many high quality chances i think i think that was yes. pretty key in this yeah even though carolina had the quality 
I'm sorry, they had the quantity, but you're right. The Devils limited the quality in that even with the three-goal lead, the Devils out-high-dangered them. Sh- scoring chances, I think, were slightly in New Jersey's advantage. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you just look at and go, Carolina, really? You're And mind you, Carolina is one of the highest-generating high-danger chance teams in the league. Like, I'm not kidding when I say they're that good in five-on-five. And, yeah. But Dougie Hamilton had a great game. Jonas Siegenthaler had a great game. John Marino had a great game. Even Damon Severson had a great game. His catastrophic tendencies did not appear... You like to see it. Um, but anyway, yeah, three nothing win. Devils tied in Carolina in points. Carolina, of course, has the advantage with the games in hand with one. But uh yeah, the Devils are now making first place a possibility. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that took a hit yesterday. Yeah, that was very quickly invalidated as Carolina won their game against the Winnipeg Jets, and the Devils unfortunately did not win theirs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And for the beginning of the game, it looked pretty good. The Devils got an early goal. Um uh, to, to start things off from Damon Severson. And then, you know, things were very much tilted in the Tampa Bay direction. The Devils hit two posts. They scored a second goal that was disallowed because, um, you know, you're not allowed to have the enemy, you know, the opposing player push you into their own goalie. Uh, that's apparently illegal. So, you know, they got that goal disallowed and the game completely flipped on its head. From that point on, it just seemed like that was so demoralizing both for the fans and the team. And still the Devils managed to put a lot of shots on Vasilevsky, but couldn't really get a save back. Well, the Devils only got 23 shots on Vasilevsky. Yeah. Uh, not that many. But um, I will agree that this was a demoralizing effort. Um, I think we got to see firsthand how dangerous a team like Tampa Bay is. Because remember, Tampa Bay was without Steven Stamkos, too. Mm-hmm. So you could say this is probably the easiest game you're going to get against Tampa Bay, which is important because the Devils are going to play them tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, but yeah, Timo Meyer gets his first assist as a Devil. Uh, he took the shot that Damon Severson put in on the rebound. Um, I think the Devils got jobbed on the um, Graves goal. And yeah, it would have changed things up. But I'm of the opinion of, okay, they disallowed it. Yeah, you hit some posts. You could still score a goal, guys. Mm-hmm. You could still make something happen. Not, let's lose the puck and watch Dougie Hamilton not defend anybody in a two-on-one during a power play so Anthony Chiarelli can tie up the game on a shorty. And I think the real demoralizing point happened in the second period when Brandon Hagel charged ahead on a two-on-one and it beat Vanacek clean to go up to one. And at that point, it just looked like, yeah, Tampa Bay's like, yeah, we're just going to stretch our legs a little bit. We're just going to put this game away and um, close it down. And of course, they get another two-on-one. Alex Killorn uh, beats Vanacek shorts out in a hideous goal to allow. And then just to add to the nonsense, Dan, just to make the pain a little bit worse, with one second left, one mm-hmm. second left in the period, Nikita Kucherov, all alone, backhands, high short side, past Vanacek off another rush play, where you're just wondering, who is covering these people? Who mm-hmm. is doing this? Hamilton had an awful game. Vanacek had an awful game. Paul Andrej Palat didn't have a good game. A lot of Devils did not have good games against Tampa Bay. And the third period was pretty much just whatever. It's just a consolation effort. Yeah. And they seem to realize it immediately. I mean, you know, post-game you heard speeches about effort from Heischer and Siegenthaler. But also today they went on to do an important thing, and that is practice. It's the first time they've practiced since March 4th. Um, and that's – it's weird to say. It's it's kind of important to do when you have new players added to the team when you have things that you haven't adjusted in a while and you've had to do a lot of changes on the fly with these 
you know, line adjustments that have happened since then. But it, it's good to see that it hasn't really, you know, the, the intensity is not upped in a punitive way. They understand that yesterday was not the best, but they also are learning to take things like that in stride a little bit better. They've seen themselves come back all season from situations like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised they had the practice because, again, the Devils are in the middle of this nightmare grind of a schedule where, again, they're going to play every other. They're going to play Thursday, then they're going to play both games on the weekend, and then they're going to play again Tuesday, and then you'll get two days off. So they're right smack in the middle of this uh, gauntlet, so to speak. Um, But that being said, the performance against Tampa Bay just wasn't there. And I I, I almost want to argue that, you know, after the weekend, the the back-to-back wins, some fatigue is probably setting in. And excuse me. And that really, really showed, I think after that second period, it was basically, yeah, we're losing by three. Vasilevsky's not going to get beaten. The post saved him again. It's not happening. Let's not kill ourselves for this, which in the middle of the regular season, fine. Yeah. But, you know, that's not the right mindset you want to have with the playoffs starting in about five weeks. So sure. But maybe, you know, conversely, it is knowing that the playoffs are starting in about five weeks. Uh, Pick your pick your moments, you know. Pick your spots. Carolina three nothing much more valuable than, you know, losing four one in a hard fought effort against Tampa Bay. Yeah, and again, the Devils will get another chance at Tampa Bay. Well, they'll get two more chances. Two more next yeah. three games, uh, as they'll be hosting Tampa Bay on Thursday. Then they'll go to Florida on the eighteenth. Then they'll go back to Tampa Bay on the nineteenth, and then come back to the Rock on Tuesday, the twenty first, to host Minnesota. And then you finally get two days off back to back i'm sure the devils are looking forward to that but they got these games to come up and they need these games if they want to really keep trying for a first place because again carolina did win their game against winnipeg who knew carolina could score goals i mean they were Mm -hmm. shut out for the entire weekend so good for them i guess that they could score some goals um but that's kind of where the situation is with the devils is if they continue to get results they won't have to worry about our hated rivals in third place they just won't uh the devils have a strong eight point lead on them with the same number of games played, which, you know, as long as the devils don't collapse and our hated rivals go on a heater, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wild card race is basically cannibalizing self. So you don't have to worry about them. So what you do need to worry about, as you said, is with practices is to indoctrin- indoctrinate and ingratiate and other I words to uh, and integrate. That's the better I word Timo Meyer into the team systems in a less competitive environment. And more importantly, Curtis Lazar, who made his NHL, I'm sorry, his Devils debut uh, <laughs> with the Devils on Tuesday night, where I will officially say, Dan, he was okay. He had a fine game. That's yeah. all I can say about it. He was just fair. Well, it was interesting that he was a penalty. I mean, it was not interesting that he was a penalty killer, but it was interesting no. that he was a penalty killer at the expense of Mike McLeod, who has been a pretty good penalty killer. Well, they're trying stuff out and keep in mind that, you know, when the game was at a, at a doubt, you know, at that point, try it, try whatever combinations that you have. Well, one, sure. thing of, one thing of note is that for the Tampa game, that first Tampa game, Lazar got in because Nathan Bastion was ruled out with a, with the dreaded upper body injury. Oh, what boy. does that mean? Who knows? And Miles Wood missed the entire third period of that game as well. So it's entirely possible that we could see a return of Yeager Sharangovich. He's mm-hmm. been scratched ever since uh, Meyer basically came back, came into the team. And um, we'll see if Lazar continues to get minutes in their place. And, you know, if if I'm Miles Wood, if I'm Nathan Bastion, if I'm Michael McClud, 
I'm, I got to be working my tail off because Lazar is a sign that the team may be looking beyond those three. Mm-hmm. And uh, to their credit, McLeod, I think, has picked up his play. Wood continues to be Miles Wood. He'll get yeah. you. He'll he'll get you something, and then he'll commit one of the dumbest too many men on uh, penalties that you'll see in a while, which he did well, on Sunday against Carolina. But hey, the Devils killed the penalty, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, and again, he's been scoring with you know a little bit more regularity anyway recently, mm-hmm. so. Hard to hate on him for that, but it'll be nice to see what Jaeger can do with an opportunity back in the lineup. And, if he you know, gets it, of course. If he gets it. And um, yeah, everyone's got to be on board for this playoff push. So that includes him. I mean, if he starts scoring again, that's a big, big, big lift for the Devils to have so many lines rolling at the same time. And um, it's just nice to see them kind of trade off the slack between game to game. Is it the Mercer, Heischer? Uh, to Tarline, is it Hughes, Brat, Meyer? It's interesting to see who strikes it. Palat, Halla, um, oh God, who oh, is it? Boquist. Boquist, who missed a sitter, as our English yeah. friends would say in the Tampa Bay game. But, yeah, you yeah. know, it is what it is. But still, nice to see it rolling. Nice to um, kind of feel secure at this point in the season. So hopefully they keep rolling along. And again, we have the arrival of one Luke Hughes to look forward to as well, now that that's been um, pretty much confirmed. So looking forward to that as well anything else yeah. for this episode uh if you give me a hot second because some important oh, yeah. information was revealed uh today so give me go on so dan for yes, the yes. first time in several years we do mm-hmm. not need to worry about this but the nhl has confirmed that the nhl draft lottery for this year is on mm-hmm. monday may 8th that's right okay we don't have to worry about the lottery. We do have to be a little more concerned about things like the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which will be officially start on April 17th. Uh, so there will be a little bit of time between the Devils' last game, of which is going to be on the 13th in Washington, D.C. against the Capitals. Um, depending on when they, if they start on the very first day or the second day, uh, the Devils will get at least three days off before they'll start their uh, actual playoff run, whomever that may be. And if the Devils go all the way, Dan... The tentative start of the Stanley Cup final will be on June third. So, get that get that in your uh, you know, <laughs> get that on your schedule. In your calendars, folks. And, Go ahead. And the devil and the NHL did confirm that the NHL draft will be split up into two days, as traditionally done. Round one in Nashville on Wednesday, June twenty eighth. Rounds two through seven. Um, weirdly, on a Thursday morning, but on a Thursday morning nonetheless, June 29th. So, if you want to take some time off, plan a vacation call in sick those are the days to know but we don't have to worry about the lottery for a change dan we don't yeah. have to worry about the lottery it means nothing for once and that feels good to say definitely all right so we'll wrap up with that thank you all again for listening we'll be back after the devils do their south florida swing and come on back to new jersey but as usual let's go devils and we'll catch you next time go devils go devils